Hello, Holly. Hey, Julie. (laughs) Welcome to the Rise for Educators podcast, the podcast where we share research-based tools that relate to empowerment, self-care, and all things education. Each week, we will talk about the Rise system, a model we created to make it easy to identify which self-care tools are best for you. We will also talk about the ladder, a tool that connects the dots between your mind and your body. I'm Julie. And I'm Holly. We are instructional coaches and sister-in-laws who decided to take our conversations about these ideas out of the corner of our family gatherings and put them into a podcast. Welcome to episode 22. Our topics for today are your values, what makes it hard to live your values, and how to use a values funnel. So, hey, Hallie, how are you doing? I'm good. How about you, Julie? I'm pretty good. I have to say, um, for check-in this week, last week we had a breathing challenge, uh, the couch potato breathing, and I really worked on that this week. And I do remember you said you taped your mouth shut. And I was like, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't do that, but I was like, wow. I, and I meant to ask you more about it, but we haven't had a chance to talk. We've been so, you know, in the school right. busy world, right. crazy world. But um, so I bet I have been focusing on closing my mouth, even when I'm out walking and just breathing in through my nose and out through my nose. And I'm focusing on breathing like through my belly. Yes. And not moving my shoulders and my chest, which can be a little bit tricky, but I do think um, can't really explain like exactly what it is that feels better, but I think it definitely feels better. Yeah, I would agree. And you know what? I, I was kind of trying the shallower breaths. Um, and I do think like I had a moment this week where I was in a little bit of fight while well, I was definitely in flight and, um, I was doing the shallow breathing and I think that's a really good go-to tool when you are really in flight. But in general terms, I like breathing through your nose and the deeper belly breathe breathing. I think that we had talked about. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know what it is, but, um, and I even think I slept better this week and I don't know if that's why, but I've really been focusing on it. It does take a little bit of focus. And I told Jeff, my husband to close his mouth and just breathe out of his nose. <laughs> I did that too. And he, too. Did, <laughs> he did not take that very well. <laughs> he doesn't like who you told what to do. He doesn't like all my uh, self-help advice right. is uh, kind of lost on him. But anyway, Same. so there's my check-in. I do think uh, if, and if you try this breathing in your nose, out your nose, which then I, and I did share it with a couple of people, friends, and they were like, well, I always like to breathe like in my nose, out my mouth. I thought that was the thing. So, um, I was like, we'll try in your nose, out your nose. And really, I think it's the lower, like breathing, um, through your lower belly area. Right. That really, for me kind of feels different and it feels like you're really taking, and I was just trying to like mentally think I'm just taking in all this oxygen. And even when you're, I mean, even I'm just walking, so it's not really like I'm working out, but like just really focusing on that, that can actually, you can have, and getting rid of that old air in your body. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So anyway, so there's my check-in. I mean, besides, you know, the regular, it's school, it's virtual learning. Um, a lot of our teachers are like, a lot of people in our in our school system are having kind of like almost breakdowns. Yeah. <laughs> and I, and I yeah. heard somewhere that people are saying, you know, here it is like Labor Day weekend and or just around Labor Day and it's September. And normally this is when we're just getting started and everyone's like at the top of their game and really like mentally that teachers are actually feeling like the same equivalent to they will that they would like in the middle of the school year or like right before spring break. And so, yeah, I think there's a lot going on. So besides that, 
try the couch potato breathing. Right. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's interesting because as we were talking about that, it's like you were saying your staff is in like a little bit of a rough place. I would say my staff is in a rough place. I was talking to another friend in a totally different district. Her staff is in a rough place. And, you know, I think, like you said, like this, we get this lull, you know, maybe like October, mid-October, a little later October. And it's like, it's already here because people are so tired. Um, Yeah. I think our rhythms this year are going to be totally different. Yeah. And so as a coach, that's a little bit hard to anticipate, but um, each week is like a whole new adventure at school. Uh, Also for me. So I would say, um, I would say that usually I'm pretty happy at school. Like, you know, I really love seeing the people there and I get a lot of energy from that. And um, this has been a really trying time for everyone and me included. And so I would say this was probably one of my hardest weeks Um, and I'm using rise all the time right now. Um, and I think Mm -hmm. it kind of speaks to this whole, you know, we always talk about like, it's normal to experience all the rungs on the ladder, the top safe and social, the middle one fight or flight and the bottom one, um, shut down the red rung shut down. And we always say that, and, you know, you want to spend most of your time in that green safe and social, Mm -hmm. but as a human, you know, it, you will spend some time in fight or flight and you will spend some time in shutdown. And I think it's a good reminder, like when you are there to, you know, this is when it's important to kind of have your rise tools on the ready, because I was using them all the time this week and it provided me a little solitude in pockets, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it also is giving me some ideas about changes to make. So like I go through the, when I use it, I kind of go through the rise and I say, all right, how am I doing with my body? What do I need to reset? Cause really that's your base. That's where it starts. So I have been working on yeah. the breathing for sure. Um, but you know, things have been really busy. So I've been coming home and like continuing to work. Um, and I think it's, it's, I can see that that's a problem, you know, like I really need to carve out that time for myself to get myself in a better walking routine, which is something I always do, you know? So, Mm -hmm. so I wasn't doing that. My inner voice, I for sure wasn't telling myself like, is this true? Are you sure it's true? You know, I was jumping to um, self, you know, conclusions about myself that, you know, definitely weren't true. And so it's like that reminder of self-love and compassion, but also like, Right. Which is like the Byron Katie stuff that we had in some of our earlier episodes, which that's so funny. You said that because I struggle with inner voice stuff, like the body stuff. I'm always walking, breathing, and that seems to, and stretching uh, that helps me. But the voice stuff, sometimes I just get in these bad spin cycles. And I did try that Byron Katie stuff this week too. I tried the the thought flipping, which is so weird, but it's very helpful. It is. For me anyway. I find it really helpful. It's kind of strange, but I find it helpful. Yeah. I think that's one of the strongest tools that I use too. Um, But it, you know, just requires a lot of effort to have that in place and social connections. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think I did a pretty good job tapping into my social web of support this week. So that one was okay. But um, I think the big one that I'm kind of focusing on right now is environment. So we talk about Mm -hmm. environment and in this case, it's the school environment, but um, it's sort of like the systems that are in place with my district and also my own routines that I have in place. I'm kind of looking at those more critically and thinking about like, okay, what changes do I need to make? Like what's kind of triggering me in those situations and what do I need to change? Because I think your everyday habits are kind of what lead to um, your overall rung on the ladder, you know? So, right. Which kind of leads us to 
this episode because if you know what your values are yeah that's a way to set your boundaries yeah that you can um, determine what kind of an environment you want to create yeah to me that kind of all works together I agree. and it's just and it's just being intentional Yes, it's, it's really, it is really being thoughtful and intentional. And instead of kind of being in that place, you know, I think I'm talking to so many people right now that are like, I'm exhausted. I want to give up. I'm tired. I'm frustrated, you know, but instead of staying in that place, you know, like kind of remembering what does it feel like at the top of the ladder? And when you're ready to climb up, you know, kind of gathering the energy, making the changes, being intentional and, you know, kind of uh, getting yourself started so that you can move upward. Yeah. Okay. So this is the second week of our rise challenge for helping to regulate our emotions. Could not be more well-timed. <laughs> yeah. Um, last week we talked about the first challenge was, which was resetting your body with a couch potato breathing. And now we're moving on to the second phase, which is um, our eye, our inner voice tool for understanding the power of knowing your top core values and using them to filter through everything that you do. So first of all, we have to identify what are our values. So if you were going to name uh, what is most important to you in your life, what would you say? A lot of us would say family, friends, and health. But if we go deeper with those, why are those important to you? So this is what we call core values. Core values are our individual ideas and beliefs about what is important in our lives. And they shape, they ultimately should shape our behavior and our actions. Yeah. And I think core values are often based on how we grew up. Like, you know, that's one of the things we say as parents, like we want to instill our values in our, our children. Um, and I think they, they are honed a little bit, like in your adult life, if you live with somebody else. Um, I definitely think like, I, you know, the, you take on or some of those values sort of bleed in. Um, but I think it's really easy to just accept those values as our own, but mm -hmm. it's really important. I think to understand that you have the freedom to pick any values that feel right for you. And then I think it's also important to be really intentional and identify those values that speak to your heart and have those kind of on the forefront of your mind, because that's what forms your identity. Right. So um, we're going to share an activity. I originally engaged in this activity a couple of years ago, and it came from Brene Brown's Dare to Lead um, book. And it's called The Values Activity, which can be found on her website. Um, Elena Aguilar, her she on her uh, website, Bright Morning, in her Onward book, um, Tools, she also offers these core values. So Essentially, it's a list of core values, and there are, of course, many, many more. But today, we're going to share an activity that comes from this core value list. Yeah. And my coaching group just did this activity, and it was like, could not be more well-timed. I was like, oh, yes, exactly what I needed. You know, like, I've been a little out of sorts. Um, and so one of the girls in my group was like, yeah, this is like a little bit like the chiropractor for your values. And I was like, yes, that's what I needed. Yeah. Um, well, and I think oh. it's helpful to have a list of, because even though I think it's hard to just organically come up with what are your values, because you kind of, you, you know, you're kind of just coming from like what your experiences and you're trying to kind of create, well, my family's important to me, but I think to see a list of the core values is super helpful yeah. because there's, you know, just words are so powerful and there's words that you may not have thought of um, yeah. that you might identify. 
Yeah. Right. And so we're going to read some of these words um, and we'd love for you to pick 10 that seem important to you and like speak to your heart. But this is an abbreviated list. So, you know, if you can't come with, up with 10, that's totally fine. Make it your own. And I think um, we would highly suggest that you go to the actual Brene's page or Elena's page and they have a list of these 50 values. Mm -hmm. um, and, and if we read some and you think like, oh, well, this one actually speaks to me more and it's not on the list. Awesome. Put it on. So, okay, here's our list. All right, the first one's authenticity. Autonomy. Achievement. Freedom. Fun. Gratitude. Honesty. Happiness. Belonging. Caring. Connection. Creativity. Fairness. Influence. Integrity. Kindness. Loyalty. Meaningful. Passion. Peace growth, perseverance, positivity, productivity, safety, spirituality, tradition, variety, order. So when I did this activity, we were, uh, well, there was 50 values and we circled the 10 um, that most spoke to us. And then we narrowed them down to five. So the next thing that you would do is you would narrow um, your list to the your five top values and then after you've done that you narrow it down to your top three so it's really too much for your brain to do um, a values assessment on everything you do so just knowing your top three kind of gives your brain a cheat sheet so you can filter through as you go through your daily life what's important to you and this can help you make your decisions so what are your top three values holly um, so mine are connection, growth, and on this list is happiness. But like when I did it with my coaching group, it was joy. And joy actually, I think, speaks to me more than happiness. So I would say connection, growth, and joy. How about you, Julie? Okay, so I, I think I did this a year or two ago. I loved, I loved doing this activity. And then I, of course, brought it home to my family, which does not re ever receive those activities very well. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think I eventually forced everyone to do it. Um, and I, I wish I'm going to have to find my original paper that I read through and identified my values. I know that freedom was definitely on there. Um, and I, I see that I have chosen a couple. I'm not sure that we read them on our list, but the three that I have identified are freedom, um, authenticity and solitude. And I will add that I think your values can change. Maybe not your core, core, core values, but the daily values, depending on where you are in your life and what's going on, if you're using these values to guide your decisions, I do think they change because I don't think I had solitude. And I know that sounds kind of weird, like solitude. I want to be by myself. But I think it's like when the outside world feels too much, I have definitely learned that I gather energy by being by myself and replenishing. And I need a lot of that. So currently... My values are freedom. Authenticity is very important to me. Like, and I was kind of going back and forth between truth and authenticity. Um, and that's really important to me and the people that I spend time with. And then solitude is how I gather my energy. So there's my long-winded answer to my values. Yeah. And <laughs> what I love about what you said was like, you know, that getting to the core of it, like that's what speaks to your heart is solitude. It, it doesn't matter if it's weird for anybody else. Like, yeah, that's what's really important to you. And I think like, that's part of being and one of yours being authenticity, like being authentic with yourself. What do you really value? And for me, when I read through the list, 
there were some that I could just feel like in my heart, like, yeah, like there's a little bit of pa- more passion for that word. It really speaks to me a little bit more than another one. Yeah. It's really powerful to look at the list and go yes. through it. And because of visually, yeah. not just to hear it, but to really visually look through the words. Yeah. And then you can kind of almost, it's like a good opportunity to um, let your heart guide you in what words kind of feel. Yeah. That's a part of me. So that's, yeah. that's why I love that activity. Like kind yeah. of, I, I love doing stuff like that. Well, and you know, sometimes like, it's like, well, where does the science come in here as far as values go? And I always like kind of considering that because mm-hmm. I think the neuroscience and the brain, like that shows there's just this biological connection. Um, so there was a study out of Emory university and they had participants read pairs of opposing value statements Um, while they scan their brains and say they had statements like you are a cat person or you are a dog person or you believe in God. You don't believe in God. You would sell a child. You would not sell a child. So kind of like this huge range. Um, And at the end of the experiment, the participants were given the option of auctioning off their personal statements, meaning if they had identified something as uh, like a true or something they valued, um, and they were willing to flip on that previous statement, they would could earn up to as much as $100 per statement um, by simply agreeing to sign a document stating that the opposite of what they believed was true. Okay. And for any of the values, they could choose to opt out. Like, you know, I don't want, I don't want to be paid for this value. I don't want to sign that, mm-hmm. you know, statement. So in the end, most people were willing to sell out on all but, and this is crazy, an average of 8% of their beliefs. And some of these on the list, like, it, you know, we didn't read the whole list, but there are several on there that are like, you'd think people would be like, no, I will not, you know, sell out on that one. So that was interesting. 8% mm-hmm. was kind of the average that people really clung to. Okay. Um, so that was considered then like a sacred value. And I guess that's how you would know it was a really strong value. Like looking at your values, is that something that you would be willing to give up even mm-hmm. for money? Like mm-hmm. if yours is freedom, would you be willing to trade in your freedom? Somebody paid it for, paid for it. Um, so an interesting part of the study is that some people were much less likely to sell out. So like a little bit more grounded in their values. And the most common attribute of these people was that they participated in the most group activities, whether it was like a religious group or sports teams or professional societies. Those are the people that didn't um, take the money. Yeah. And I read through the study and it's like they kind of talked about those types of groups have very um, strong social norms. So if you're going to be a part of a group like that, you're someone who believes in and adheres to social norms. And they also kind of talked about that, like the people that refused the money to flip on one of their statements, it, that their emotions, um, their, their brain was their brain activity in the amygdala, the emotion center of their brain was activated. So it's like your emotions were their emotions were protecting their, these values that they held sacred, which is you know, which makes sense. Like when you feel very strongly about something and that's when your emotions come into play and you really want to protect your values. Right. Right. So, yeah. So kind of brings us to the next part, which is like, why don't we live our values sometimes? Um, Because when we don't live our values, there are often consequences Uh, because sometimes you just have an uncomfortable feeling um, in the moment. And other times it's like when you reflect back on something that happened 
and realize that you behaved in a way that didn't align with your values and it doesn't feel so great. So why don't we always live in our values if they're so important to us? And, you know, Holly and I, we kind of talked about, we believe it's, there's a couple reasons. One is we really haven't identified them intentionally. And number two is we're with other people that maybe don't share our values and we're humans and <laughs> we right. tend to just act human and, uh, you know, we want to be accepted by people. So we don't always, um, it's hard sometimes to, to stand in, in your, in your values. So the values activity is really awesome to do, but it's also interesting to do it with other people because you start to realize that really everyone is operating with their own set of values. And it's no wonder why sometimes there's a little bit of a rub when we're connecting with each other, um, because everyone has their own set of values that is driving their thoughts and their beliefs and their decision-making. Right. And I think um, this was great to do with my coaching group because we listed in the chat what our top values were and they were all different. Mm -hmm. And it was really super insightful to see people's values. And then my next thought was like, okay, you know, now that I know my coaching friends values, it would be really interesting to know everybody that I teach with their values, because I think it just helps you understand people so much. And I think you can identify, like the more you get to know people, the more you start seeing patterns in their behavior. And you're Mm -hmm. like, Hmm, they're doing this because they really value X, Y, or Z. So you can figure it out without the values activity, but I think to explicitly do the values activity with a staff could be or anybody that, you know, you're going to operate a lot with could be super helpful. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, another reason I think, in addition to those two, not knowing your values and, um, you're in situations with people don't, don't share it. But I also think sometimes we're in environments that have like these existing norms, like Mm -hmm. systems that are in place, um, that don't really support our values. Mm -hmm. And so like, for instance, if you're in a work value in a work environment where order and maybe like power are highly valued and you value creativity and freedom, you might find yourself constantly bumping up against these issues um, that when you look at it like holistically, it really comes down to there's, you just value different things than your employer does. Or, um, and it's not that they're right or you're right. It's like not right or wrong. It's really just a different set of values, but it can really cause issues. Right. Yeah. I mean, we should all wear like signs around our necks, like what our values are. Yeah. It's like part of like right. getting <laughs> along with people is like when you start to realize that they, they feel or think differently, it's sort of a, a nicer lens if you can think, well, this is what they value yes. based on who they are, how they've been raised, what their life has been. And then you sort of develop this like level of respect for them. And when you're operating or in a relationship with this person, if you always keep that in your mind, well, I know that they value this. So it just helps you understand things and, and not take it as personally. I mean, when we were going through this episode, I, when I first went back to school, we rightly so have teachers that are very, you know, six feet away. We're wearing our masks and I value connection so much that I was taking a lot of it personally. And I really had to do a little bit of like, it's not about me. It's about people have values of being safe and have values of what's ever going on in the world that are a little bit, maybe not aligned with mine and that's okay. So, you know, it's sort of like, take you have to, it kind of takes that person, you know, take, stop taking things so personally, Uh, Q-tip, quick taking it personally, because it's probably about their values and not really about you. So, um, I've never heard of Q-tip. I love that. Personally, (laughs) Q-tip, quick taking it personally. Oh, I've heard it because I take a lot personally. So that's something that 
um, that I'm, that I'm working on. So, um, so like if I'm in a group and I like really value connection, um, and someone else, uh, you know, doesn't value connection as much, maybe they value productivity. I might spend some more time like chit chatting and that could be really annoying them because they just really want to get back to work and they could be snappy and that might trigger me to think like, oh, because that's kind of threatening our connection. Um, but if I know that their values is that they're really productive and they don't like to chit chat, then I wouldn't chit chat with them. You know, I think it's just, we have to take a step back and, and be aware. And it's, and it's the same with COVID. If I know someone is really values health and safety and, and this is really a threat to them, but they have to come to school to work in their mask, um, that I, you know, have to really respect that they need their space. Yeah. And, and it's not about me. It's about, you know, their values of keeping themselves and their family safe. So, yeah. yeah, and I think that's an important point. Like, I think values can definitely, I think any values can coexist, you know, even ones that seem to be opposing. I think you can find a way, like your example about maintaining connection while still, you know, moving or, and then somebody else valuing productivity. You know, I think you can definitely find ways to connect while still moving towards your purpose, you know, but I think right. understanding what each person values and understanding it's not rude or wrong that a person you know values something and you value something different it's just that like going into it our differences are because we have different values and it's not right and a lot of people I think talk like that like they'll say I know everyone's you know we're all different and it's okay but I think actually when you actually are living that I do think you need to it's like the same instant you have to be intentional even though we can all kind of talk the talk yes we're all different we know we all believe things and we know we're all okay yeah actually living that when you come, when you come head to head with someone who conflicts with your values and triggers you, yeah. it takes a lot of intentionality to take space and not take yeah. it personally and say, wait, what do they value? You know, yeah. and sort of, so. Or I think people go right to like, you know, that was disrespectful or, you yes. know, a lot of times it's not disrespectful. It's yes. just a different point of view. Right. You like, know, no, no, no. Path. Wait a minute. What are they thinking? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Cause you know, we just like to think that like, we're all different and, but we're, we, uh, we really are different and we, we do think, see things um, differently and that's okay. Right. right, but right. It, yeah. But it takes a little bit of, um, you have to take a step back. Yeah. But I, Holly, when you said that, it's like, how many people say that? I'm sorry. Yeah. That was just rude. Like people right. get so easily triggered. It's like, wait, stop. Was it rude? Yeah. What was yeah. their intention? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. I, have to, like, I do that too. too. Right. We all yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. We all do that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so our tool this week is called a values funnel, and it's designed to get you to reflect on your daily behaviors and to see how to see if you're living in alignment with your values. Um, so it's a super simple tool. First, you figure out what your top three values are, and you write them somewhere that you're going to see every single day. So like when we did this activity as a coaching group, I printed them out, like I kind of put like a little swirl, a paint swirl, and then I um, put the word on top and then I printed it, printed that out. Like I did that all through graphics and then I printed it out and I put it on the wall of my office. And I'm constantly, then number two is I ask myself daily or really anytime I'm not, not like feeling great. I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, am I living in my values? Right. Yeah, I think it's it's great to have them post your values posted. Or I know people who have had like an index card 
um, that they just kind of carry around with them or they, I've seen people have post-it notes, you know, stuck on their computer with yeah. like mantras or whatever. And you can do that. Like, here's my three top values. And when you're kind of feeling uncomfortable, you have to make a decision. You're kind of reading like, eh, my body, I feel a little bit stressed. You can go back, you read your values and it's just sort of a funnel to put, put that experience through your values funnel yeah, and it will help guide you um, for what to do next. Yeah. And like recently, so mine were growth, connection and joy. And so as I've been going through this last week, when I've been struggling a little bit more, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still growing every day. Like that's easy for me. I don't even have to think about that one. Like it just kind of happens. Um, and I'm connecting with people. So that hasn't been an issue, but joy has been the issue. So I was like, yeah. you know, if, if I really value joy, I really need to think about like how I'm doing each of the pieces in rise and what can I do to elevate my joy? Because it, you know, that that's a high value for me. And so it's, right. if that's one of my top three, I need to figure out a way to get there. If I'm going to get to the top of the ladder. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay. So do it today. You won't regret it write out your values and post them in a visible place and you can read and reflect daily. I'll, I'll try to post that on our social media to the picture of my actual values that I have up on my wall in my classroom. So you can get an idea of what that could look like. Oh, and yeah. 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 <laughs> and as always, we believe all tools are most powerful when they're personalized. So make it your own. So this week is all about identifying your core values and living within them so that you can live happily ever after. So let us know how this worked for you. You can contact us via email at riseforeducators at gmail. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at riseforeducators. And we really would look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in and join us next Monday for our next episode of Rise for Educators. Have a great week. Bye.